0: Hi, this is Steve Cochran for David Hochberg, the title sponsor of Live from My Office and Team Hochberg. Right now, interest rates have come down a bit, but they're still high. Having said that, life happens. People are still going to need to buy homes. And when you buy homes, you're going to need a mortgage. And when you need a mortgage, who would you turn to? There's a million options and a ton of advertising and promotion. That advertising and promotion sometimes is less than honest. You know what you'll never get from Hochberg? less than honest sometimes i'd argue he's too honest but he actually wants to save you money so even now with these interest rates being what they are if you have to do a mortgage there's only one place i would call the place i've recommended to my sister to my son and my daughter the the place i've used and they've used it is team hockberg david hockberg they're the people to get it done and by the way if you're a company hr benefits manager He's doing a new thing, an affinity program that it, it's it's free and it's a it's another great way to incentivize future hires at a time when more people need uh, great uh, people to come to work for them. What are you offering them? This is a great benefit. Again, doesn't cost you a thing, and it's going to help your new employees get themselves mortgages and the best mortgage help from. David Hochberg and Team Hochberg. So you HR benefit managers, ask about it. At 855-56-DAVID or 56david.com. Team Hochberg and David Hochberg. They're getting it done. Put your money where your mouth is. Mm -hmm. Pastor Corey Brooks puts his fanny where his... Well, that doesn't work really (laughs) as an analogy, does it? Um, The man up on the roof... Is actually trying to save lives and change things. Always a pleasure to say welcome to the show, Pastor Corey Brooks. Nice to talk to you again.
1: Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Are you on the roof? Are you off the roof? Where are you? Well, I'm on my way to a speaking engagement at Olivet College, and then I'll be back on the roof when I return.
0: Explain to people who don't know the story why you've been doing this rooftop thing.
1: Well, I've been on the roof for um, well over 170 days now, uh, bringing attention and awareness of the violence in Chicago. Uh, but most of all, to raise uh, money to build a community center uh, that is desperately needed uh, in an area that was a really violent area. So we've raised thus far eighteen point five million. Our goal is thirty-five million. It's tremendous. We build it debt-free. So that's, that's tremendous, dude.
0: That's tremendous. you you're you're more than halfway there, and uh, I'm sure the roof is getting old. But good for you for doing it.
1: Real old. We're hoping that uh, on October 29th we're going to be breaking ground. So that's going to be the final day that I'm going to be on the roof. So there is an end in sight. Um, what's the worst weather you've had since you've been on the roof? Well, I think the heat sometimes is a little unbearable. Um, but, you know, the, the, the winters, the the, the snow, um, the rain, all of them are tough. I, you know, the rain, the snow, the, the, the heat, those are some tough elements.
2: But after 135 days, you're probably getting into a routine on the roof, you know?
1: Oh, you see for you to say you're not on the roof.
2: <laughs> I know, I know, I know it. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten
1: in, I'm in a routine, um, uh, but you know, it, it. um I I I'm always thankful when I get the opportunity to go down like when I have to go uh somewhere and go meet a donor uh, for a donation or something like that, but uh it's been a tough thing. I wouldn't want to do it again. No. And uh you know, I I'm, I'm but but I'm doing whatever it takes to get this center up.
0: Uh, pastor Corey Brooks, founder and senior pastor at New Beginnings Church and also founder and CEO of Project Hood uh, Community Development Corporation, which is, of course, behind the rooftop and, and trying to get all of this done. You know, there's a immediate, a midterm and a long term solution to every problem. And uh, a lot of people go, well, you know, the gun violence thing, we got to give uh, opportunity and we got to take better care of the schools. And you know, it's all well thought out. It's all well true. But it's not the immediate solution. And and Pastor Corey Brooks, you and I have talked before many, many, many times. And I remember having a conversation with you where at that point, a lot of people were saying, well, you know, when the violence comes to Michigan Avenue, this is all going to stop. Well, we found out yeah. that's not true either. Is this a law enforcement problem? Is it a uh, is it a community problem? Is it a little bit of everything? What's your what's your take on it?
1: You know, it's a little bit of everything, but first and foremost, it's a home problem. You know, we have 70 percent of our households, our single-parent households, and that, that we have women who are doing the best that they can to raise a, a lot of these young boys who are growing up angry and hostile in violent environments. And so we have to do a better job at assisting these mothers uh, with these young boys. That's, that's a, a have-to, a must. Then you know our educational system. Uh, right in our neighborhood, we have uh, a school where four percent reading proficiency, six percent math proficiency. That will not take. Um, that will not keep keep us going. No, it's unacceptable. Then, yeah, it's unacceptable. And so we have a lot of things that we need to contend with. But at the end of the day, our community has to take responsibility for our community. We cannot allow uh, people to just take over our community and 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 run rampant and unharnessed with all this evil. We have to do something about it, and we can't wait for government to come in and save the day because that's not going to happen. And so as a community person, we have to do a much better job. There's a lot of things that have to be worked on. Um,
0: you know, we talk about policing all the time, and I'm a huge uh, supporter of the police because 99% of the police are trying to do the right thing. Absolutely. Talk about what the police do in the neighborhoods and some of the poorest and toughest neighborhoods and trying to build trust.
1: Yeah, you know, anyone who thinks that they're the police don't have a tough job in our community is, sadly mistaken, Uh, they have a really tough job. And and right now, trying to build that trust back, trying to build relationships is a really tough thing for them to do. But they're doing the things that are necessary to try to build those relationships. They're actively getting engaged in the community. They're having community meetings. They're going to community meetings. Uh, we, we, We see officers a lot on our street that we now know. There used to be a time where we didn't really know who the officers were, but now they get out the cars, they walk the beast a little bit, They're parked in certain areas, and so they're they're doing the things that are necessary to build these relationships so that we can build the trust so that we can have the community that we should and, and so we can support the police the way that we should.
2: And Pastor Brooks, you know, 55 people shot over Labor Day weekend. It seems that the news is always shocking when we hear things like that, but we're getting desensitized to it all, although it's not stopping. How can we help? Those of us not on the roof, how can we help with a plan for peace moving forward?
1: I think one of the things you just mentioned is about people being desensitized. So we have to constantly keep it before people to let them know that this is not normal. This is not uh, something that we should get used to and that we should just accept as, as, as normal behavior. We have to constantly keep people aware that this is a problem that needs to be dealt with. And then we have to, I believe, support, or, like you're doing, support organizations like ours that's, that's trying to do something about the violence at a grassroots level. I think we need uh, that type of support. and We need to spread the word. And, and then just all of us, all hands on deck, I think uh, it's something that all of us need to be aware of and all of us need to be a part of uh, the solution.
0: Yeah, and and again, uh, it's redundant for me, but I don't Mm -hmm. care. I've said it a million times. I don't care if you live in the richest neighborhood in Chicago or the poorest neighborhood in Chicago. You want mostly the same thing. Mm -hmm. You want to get up in the morning. You want to not have to worry about your kids getting safely to school and back home. You don't want to worry about crime. You want to be able to do the best you can and maximize not just your life, but your kids' lives. And that should be the standard that we shoot for. Are you getting enough help from the city itself and city hall?
1: You know, you know, I believe everything rises and falls on leadership and I tell everyone that all the time that, that, you know, you can't just take it when it's good, but you have to accept it when it's bad. And so when things are not going good in this city, uh, that's a leadership issue that we have to contend with. And so we do not get the support that we need. For instance, I been we've been trying to, our organization does some great work. Uh, our area, the Chicago Sun Times said was the most dangerous area in all of Chicago in 2014. Now we're not even in the top 30 as far as shootings are concerned. We do the work. We have had trouble getting a meeting with the mayor. We haven't been able to get to the mayor. All these other organizations are, are are getting meetings scheduled, but we have not been able to do that. And I, I, You know, it saddens me because I really don't understand that. But everything rises and falls on leadership. So they have to take responsibility for everything that's going on in our city, the good and the bad.
0: We're going to talk to state's attorney later on about the... The uh, no cash bail thing and the difference that's going to make. Uh, there's a lot of concern, obviously, and and uh, and you know a lot of it warranted. Uh, some of maybe politics, but we'll be kicking it around. You know, there are stories. Everybody's stories is stories are individual. But where do you fall on the bail thing?
1: Well, I'm I'm, I'm not. Uh I don't know yet. Um, All I know is this that I I prefer for people to have to not need bail. (laughs) I I want to stop crime. And so, you um, you know, I I think that's the first and foremost thing that we need to focus on trying to put people in a position where they're not committing these uh, crimes. And then when they do commit these hideous crimes, they don't need any bail. They shouldn't get any bail. Go to jail and do your time and, um, you know, pay the penalty. But um, right now, um, I, I'm not really sure where I stand on that issue. You sure we can't get you to run for mayor? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I, I never, I never. I've learned never say no.
0: <laughs> well, listen, I, I appreciate your your clear headed, straightforward, yes. uh speaking always about the situation we're all in. If we want to help you get off the roof, where can we do that?
1: they can go to projecthood.org right now uh, we're in a fight with HostGator because our site has been down for like four days and so I'm starting to battle them on Twitter but hopefully by this morning um, by work time it'll be back up but projecthood.org is our site and they can always mail it to 6620 South King Drive, Chicago Illinois. Alright buddy, I appreciate your time
2: Thank you. Bless
0: you. Thank you so much I tell you what, every time I talk to Pastor Corey Brooks, I just, I'm impressed just I'm him. so impressed, yeah, yeah. He calls out people who need to be called out. He gives credit where it is and doesn't try to say things. He doesn't feel he understands. Right, exactly. I don't know. He just seems like he gets it. Late summer and fall, great times to play golf at Cantini Golf Course. Customer service first and always at Cantini. It's funny because I played a uh, golf course, a very well-regarded golf course, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I guess now, and um, it didn't get great customer service, and it just made me appreciate what Terry Hanley and his crew do at Cantini even more. They just give you the best with twenty-seven great holes of golf, amazing flowers all over the place. By the way, it's a it's a visual treat, is what it is. And the Woodside, Lakeside, and Hillside nines each have distinct identities. It'll challenge your game no matter how good you are, or whether you're just getting started. Cantini, five-time host of the Illinois State Amateur Championship, as well as many other regional and a couple of national events as well, named Best New Public Course when it opened in 1989, and still, all these years later, being awarded again and again and again with all the great public and private courses in Illinois, always ranked amongst the top Illinois golf courses, and recently uh, the people at Kemper Sports they manage some of the best golf properties in America. Pick Cantini as their best property in the last year. So hats off to uh, Terry Henley. And we haven't even finished 18 yet. Uh, the Red Oak Club is great, too, at Cantini Golf. You can join it for free and earn points towards all sorts of rewards. Sign up in a golf shop or call them up at 630-260-8197. Play golf late summer and this fall at Cantini Golf Course. And uh, tell them we sent you. 630-260-8197. 630-260-8197. Or cantinigolf.com. I haven't talked to Jim Glasgow in a long time, but one of the things I really like about him, he's a Chicago guy, he's tough. He's tough. Jim always has this sort of expression on his face, like, I've just about had it. Why don't you try and push me another inch or two? Um, And he's been getting it done as a Will County state's attorney forever. As a matter of fact, I think, Jim, am I right about this? Aren't you the longest serving state's attorney in history?
3: I think so, Steve.
0: Nice to talk to you again.
3: Good to talk to you.
0: Yeah, and I meant what I said. It's a compliment to you because you're you're serving the people as you were asked to do. Now, um, we, we might as well jump right in here, and I hope your head won't explode immediately. But yeah, give us a basic cash bail explanation and why this Safety Act is a problem.
3: Well, I'm not in love with cash bail, Steve. And the state of New Jersey, back in 2014, did a referendum to their voters and they've changed how they detain people, but but they wrote the laws so that the prosecutors, the judges, and the police who are trained and who are there to protect the public can do it, can do it logically and reasonably, and all the violent offenders are held for a sufficient amount of time so that the prosecutor can prepare a case and prove the person guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Under this new law, we have 90 days if the the offender demands trial we have to get to trial in 90 days and that if every defendant demands speedy trial which i would assume they will we'll be running around like chickens with our head cut off trying to get to trial before we even have all of our evidence and so you know again i'm not against uh, changing some of the things we've been doing in the past we have Obviously, uh, modified a number of our statutes, Steve, where people get uh, money credit for every day they they're in right. jail, dollars a day, and so n- and no one in the Will County Jail is is being held for oppression. It, it is there's a reason why they're in there, and there's over 600 people in the Will County Jail. And one of the things that the legislators weren't told during that pressure cooker lame duck session that our friend Mr. Madigan put together. Uh, where they only had a couple days to sit through 800 pages on this bill, they weren't told that the jails would be emptied. Now, all I can tell you is that Will County is a pretty safe place right now, Steve. But if you let all the people that are in the Will County jail out, and we'll only be able to move to detain a small number of them, maybe 20, 25 percent, and we won't be successful in all of those. And then once they're detained, it's only for 90 days.
0: Well, this is the the, the thing, uh, uh, Jim, that that just is so maddening. Uh, And this is a Kim Fox and Chief Judge Tim Evans thing, as far as I'm concerned, just to boil it down to the simplest terms. And it's this. Crime is not a social experiment. I don't care if you're black, brown, white, yellow, purple, green. I don't care what color you are. I care about the fact that you are a criminal and there are crimes where not only should you not be let out you should not be let out with an ankle bracelet and uh, it's just outrageous to me and how could this not go poorly
3: well you know it's funny i don't know if you remember back on june 6th what uh, mayor Lightfoot said and she said if we hold dangerous violent people accountable we will see a significant drop in violence in our cities and she said we need to lock up violent people put them and not put them out on bail or electronic monitoring and back into the very same communities where the brave souls are mustering the courage to come forward and say, this is the person responsible. Right. Steve. You know, the murders in Chicago, I think uh, in the in the uh, in the black communities, the arrest rates only about 20 percent on those murders because the people in the neighborhoods are terrorized. Right. They're afraid to come forward. And, you know, that's the one thing in Will County. I protect my victims. I've got a number of victims that we paid to relocate. And then the other uh, victims are protected because the offenders are in the Will
0: County Jail. What and, a novel concept, protecting the victim.
3: Yes. Well, and it's in the Constitution. Right. Trying out loud. It says, you know, one of the things uh, that they overlooked here is that you cannot mm-hmm. abolish bail by statute it's in the constitution of the right. state of Illinois. And, and, and Steve, we know that those legislatures legislators are very savvy about referendum because they, they did one for uh, you know variable tax so they could get their hand in our pocket. That didn't work. And now they have another one on the ballot. Now uh, the workers' rights act. So they know all about how to do a proper referendum to a constitution, but during this pressure cooker session, they didn't have time. And so, that's looming
0: on and, and and that's and that's why we're in the situation we're in, um and well, let me get Jane in here, Jane,
2: well, okay, so it seems to me that having no cash bell is going to lead to more crime, but then I was reading that other states like Nebraska and Indiana, New York, they're all enacting bills to change their cash bell systems. so what's the upside to no cash bell? Does't seem like there is one
3: well. Again, like I said, please, when when we hang up here, pull up the New Jersey system. Right. They their time and they did it uh, in cooperation with the experts who understand prosecution. The state's attorneys in Will County or in, in Illinois were consulted on this. If Anita Alvarez or Dick DeVine had been the state's attorney in Cook County, this law wouldn't have stood a chance. It needed a Kim Fox vacuum in order for that to happen. It's really sad. And, uh, you know, again, I'm just a simple kid. I was born at St. Vincent's Maternity Hospital and Infant Asylum in Chicago. And I've always adhered to there but for the grace of God go I. And in my career, I've done as much to help at-risk kids as I have to pulverize the violent killers and rapists. Right. There's, there's a balance there. And as you said, Steve, that, and, you know, so I'm not out to pulverize everybody. And, and nobody, uh, because I've been here for seven terms, nobody has accomplished more than I have in working with rehabilitation and at-risk kids. My my problem-solving courts here are the best in the state of Illinois. And our judges in Will County are fair and decent, and they're always balancing the rights of the defendant in, in light of the protection of the public. And they do it in a, in a very fair way. And, and, so, and
0: it's being said to you by a Democrat. So just keep in mind, he doesn't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. He cares about doing the right thing. It's one of the reasons I like Jim. Uh, for obvious, you know, obviously it's one of the reasons. Now, the other thing I want to bring up to you, though, uh, in regards to this as we go forward, what can the public do? Is this is this horse left the barn? Is there any way for us to put the genie back in the bottle and all the other cliches?
3: Well, I hope look every single person, even the people who wrote this, should be afraid of what the results are going to be. I mean, look at the city of Chicago compared to Will County uh, and, and the violence. And the gang members from uh, Cook County, they came down here a few times. But Steve, they're in the Will County Jail now, and that message got back north, and they don't come anymore. But once, I, once this new bill goes into effect, I won't have that authority. And, and, and you know, you, you, you wonder, why would you have the most lenient criminal law in the country, in the state where we have the most violent city in the country? New York is three times larger than Chicago. Last year, they had 485 murders to 800 in Chicago. And carjackings, New York, with eight, 9 million people, had 511 carjackings. Chicago had 1,800. That's ridiculous. And for, and for what it's worth, I've got a Chicago carjacker in my Will County Jail. He made the mistake of fleeing to Shorewood, Illinois. Mm. He's in the Will County jail on a million-dollar bond. If he had been arrested in Chicago, he'd be out carjacking as we talked.
0: Yeah, and it's funny. I I know this from knowing cops. Cops will tell you if they get in a chase and they go to Will County, they feel pretty good about it. They've radioed ahead. You got him now, and they're going to be okay. Same thing in Indiana. Indiana will put him away as well. Um, Catch the bad guys. Put them away. Let justice do what justice does. That's all you want. That's it. That's it. Last okay. question, Jake.
2: Well, OK, one of the other changes coming to the Safety Act, they're saying the new law bans arrest for people accused of misdemeanors. So what happens? The police write a ticket and leave if someone is you know, arrested with a misdemeanor?
3: Wow. You you know, this is going to be a disaster. The law says that if you call and you've got a trespasser in your front yard, the police will come. If the guy presents a valid ID, which we, they don't define what that is, then the officer will write a summons and tell him to leave, but maybe he won't, and there's really nothing the officer can do. And yeah. think about that on a larger scale with disorderly conduct, criminal trespass in public places. We, we won't we'll have civil disorder everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah it'll it don't make you feel safe. It's right, it's over. Yeah.
0: It's over. No, it's over. I mean, you're talking, to, and, he, and it comes down to these nonsensical arguments that uh, Jim's office and cops have to be banging their heads against the wall. It's like, well, let's not have any laws then.
2: Right, exactly. <laughs> if we're not going to actually
0: prosecute yeah. people who, who violate the law, then why are we doing it? And there was a nuance you brought up in the beginning, Jim, and I don't want to lose this. And I say nuance only because it can get lost. There's a constitutional uh, provision uh, that 's existed forever to a speedy trial. But a speedy trial can only happen by definition of speedy and in towns and municipalities and cities that don't have enough money to hire all the people they need to get that speedy trial done in the speediest of fashions you can get jobbed by attorneys who come in and do continuances and various other legal tricks that create problems there is no fast track way to do justice appropriately is that true Yes,
3: and, and again, if you look at the New Jersey system, the prosecutor has 90 days to indict the offender while he's in custody if, if he qualified for detention. Then, the, then the, uh, they have 180 more days uh, for the speedy trial. Basically here, if somebody demands trial, I have to give them the trial in 90 days, or they walk out of the jail, and here's the kicker, Steve, no more warrants. Yeah. they tied the judge's hands. Right. So if, if somebody killed 10 people and they get out on the 90-day rule and they don't come back to court, we cannot get a warrant. <laughs> just, we have to get a rule to show cause, which is an invitation to a party. It's just you know, insanity. It, the police will not serve those. I'm telling you right now, if I was a police officer, I wouldn't go near trying to serve an, a murderer with a rule to show cause because I don't have the qualified immunity that you'd have with probable cause for a warrant, I can't use force. I can't get the SWAT team. I have to knock on his door while he shoots me through the door.
0: This is why you've got to vote. This is why uh. you got to get involved. And if you truly believe your safety and your family's safety and mm-hmm. your community's safety matters, you have to demand that the people you're voting for get it and literally tell their offices, I want an explanation of this and that related to crime and related to prosecuting crimes. Anyway, Jim, you took a lot of time with us today. I really Thank appreciate you. it. I hope you'll come back. Steve, thank you very much. All right. That's so, uh, i am told you, listen. It's
2: frustrating.
0: Will County State started Jim Glasgow. Yeah, he's and great. Don't mess with him. Mm-mm. Don't mess with him.
2: I was scared over the phone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Team Hochberg, David Hawkburg. rates are not your friend now. No. Even if they've dropped a bit, rates are not your friend. You know what else isn't your friend? It's actually your enemy. He's waiting. I mean, let's face it, life in the reality of life happens. People are moving to Chicago every single day, moving to Illinois every single day, and they need homes. And the whole housing bubble thing has kind of changed. You could make money selling your house now, but then you got to figure out where to live. Look, all of these questions, all of these quandaries, all of these mysteries of life are surrounding the biggest investment in your life, your house. They can all be answered by David Hawkberg and Team Hockberg. Let me tell you about an example. Jamie, 70, a limo driver, business got crushed by the pandemic, was living off credit cards. The stress of not working and credit card debt really made Jamie physically ill, so he called Team Hockberg for a reverse mortgage consultation. Jose Rodriguez, the reverse mortgage expert at Team Hockberg, walked him through it and helped him secure a reverse mortgage, paid off his mortgage, eliminated his credit card debt, reduced his payments $2,500 a month. So before calling Team Ockberg, stress and physical ailments were the rule of the day. After calling Team Ockberg, Jamie secured a reverse mortgage, eliminated that debt, saved $30,000 a year. Team Ockberg's done the same for me and the live from my office listeners. Many of you have already been in. Just pick up the phone and call them. I mean, they're not psychics. They're really good at saving you money, but they can't help you if you don't call. Don't don't wait. Don't wait. Ask them about refis. Ask them about... Uh, a way to help pay off your debts and use your home in the process you know you got equity sitting there and you may need it now 855-56-DAVID or 56david.com you've got questions they've got answers and there are no stupid questions tune in to uh their radio show home sweet home chicago hosted by david at saturday mornings after house smarts on wgn radio at 10 a.m meanwhile Homeside financial is an equal housing lender nmls number one one two four oh six one
3: Thank you for listening to Live From My Office, a service of Monkey Run Productions, all rights reserved. The podcast is hosted by Steve Cochran and it's mixed, edited, and produced by me, Ross Cochran. Steve is available for corporate speaking gigs. He would love to emcee your event and occasionally he's funny. Thank you for listening. Head to CochranShow.com for more.